The minute that I came to St. Matthew's, I felt the sincerity of the congregation. Our life has changed in such a good way since being here, and that may sound cliche, um, but it truly has. You meet people every Sunday when you come, it's always somebody new coming in. St. Matthew's to me is a place of refuge. Coming to church has always felt safe. It's like definitely a, a place where I feel comfortable. I was led to the church because uh, I felt like he was speaking to me. For me, it's definitely a place of love, and um, it's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home.
on and give him the praise this morning. How many of you know your hallelujah? Your hallelujah belongs here. Nobody gets the praise but Jesus this morning. Nobody gets a hallelujah but Jesus this morning. He's worthy. Jesus will.
the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For truly he is worthy. Isn't he worthy? He's worthy to be praised. He's King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah M. Kadesh. He's Jehovah Sinkanu. He's El Roy. He's El Shaddai. He's the high-lifted one. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of all praise, of all glory, of all honor, of all adoration. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the other be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard my cry and he delivered me from all my fears. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. He's worthy. There's only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Come on, get my hand clap. Praise him. You may be seated. We have two scriptures, have prayer by Christine, and we have a statement after prayer by Brother Arnold. Church, say amen. first scripture is found in Jeremiah, the second chapter, starting at verse 11 to 14. Jeremiah, second chapter, verse 11 to 14. Hath a nation changed their gods? which are yet no gods. But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out 
cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Is Israel a servant? Is he a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Our second scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6 through 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And verses 6 through 14. If you have the word, say amen. Amen. Verse 6. Now these things were our examples. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for your admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Let us pray. Fathers, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come today, Lord, laying all our burdens to you, Father God. Lord, we ask right now that you bless our pastor as he prepared to deliver the word today to set us free. Lord, we ask right now, is anyone hurting that you would comfort them in the name of Jesus? Lord, we ask that you raise up a standard against the enemy in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you for being God all by yourself. You're excellent. You're royalty. Lord, we thank you. And we ask all the blessings in the name of Jesus Christ where there is authority. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, St. Matthews. Yesterday we had a meeting here that was awesome. Now, if you were in the military and you were going into battle, you want somebody with a game plan. Our pastor has a game plan, and he laid it out for everyone to hear, and it is awesome. He has it all figured out, and all we need to do is follow him as he follows Christ. Okay? We have an awesome pastor. 
We have an awesome pastor. And I tell you what, any man that can stand here for 45 minutes and preach without notes has done his homework. And I tell you, he has done his homework. God has blessed him. God has blessed us. We have the greatest pastor I have ever known. And I am so happy to sit under him and recognize him as my pastor.
to praise. I said praise. Praise his holy name. We don't only praise in pleasant seasons. We praise in trouble. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We greet you in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. I want us to stand and bow our heads for a few moments in quiet silence for 9-11, which took place 21 years ago. Amen. 21 years ago, I was on a Tuesday in my study, and Tuesday night I was supposed to go preach at Sharon Baptist Church, Dr. Keith Reed, and we had the TV on, and staff was working, and we saw the planes going to the buildings, and uh, the whole nation, the whole world was shook. Dr. Keith Reed called me and said, you still coming, going? I said, are you crazy? <laughs> I said, they done closed the bridges. And, uh, but we are so sorry for people who lost their lives. I lost a cousin who was in corporate America. He was at the World Trade Center doing workshops on the second floor. And that particular day, they told him to go to the 95th. And uh, he died. So we uh, continue to pray, amen, uh, for the people who were affected by that. Also, I want to thank all of you for your presence, participation, and prayers yesterday. We, we had a great, great time. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. And... Uh, All the presenters did an excellent job. Let's give them a hand clap. Amen. All of them. Reverend Llewellyn, and, uh, Leroy McNair, Reverend Jackson, Deacon Armstead, Tanya Kellum. I got it right this time. And uh, uh, Tamika Hurst, uh, Sister Gordon, led the, uh, the band. I want to thank God for her and praise God for uh, just all the presenters, Daniel and uh, everyone that presented did an excellent, excellent, excellent job. And uh, I'm thankful to the Lord for all of them. They did uh, 
specificity. Now, let me throw this out here because I'm I'm going to cap I'm going to try to summarize things that were done yesterday in a quickly manner. Um, we had a lot of questions, some statements. I am. Um, I'm big on leadership and management, and everybody under me has boundaries. I don't let anybody get up and cross boundaries. That's how you systematize an organization and you keep things in order. Amen? I asked for questions, and there were some that got up and made statements. Uh, inappropriate, and hopefully we'll learn from that you got a question you ask it and we will uh you know if people are not here don't worry about them pray for them i'm only using people that are committed to being here so when you turn around well where's such and such you go find them i ain't looking for them i, I only want to deal they got their reasons they not coming some of them got their lips poked out someone wants you to kiss their backside i ain't, I ain't, I ain't got time for that I'm a, I'm a strong leader, and I demand I, I demand order, and, and uh, that's the way it is. So God has given me a new variation of a vision that everybody's going to follow. I got to get with the, uh, uh, the uh, medical ministry. I got to get with Stacy and the uh, prayer ministry. There are things we have to work out. To summarize what we did yesterday, Beginning November 6th, the game plan changes. Everything will be engineered into Sunday morning. No more Wednesday nights, other than choir rehearsal, no more Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. If you have a need to get out the house, go to Wawa. <laughs> you, you, you're not coming up in here. And I'm doing this because parents of children and young adults are complaining about having to come to the church multiple nights. And I don't have security here. We have paid police officers with guns here. This is a sick world. And you don't have the authority to call a meeting outside of pastor's jurisdiction. Amen. Uh, my job is to follow Jesus. Your job is to follow me. Obey them that have the rule over you for they watch for your souls and the bottom line is and I'm saying this to you if you're struggling and going through hold on the Lord is on the way God's going to straighten your situation out trust in the Lord so what we're going to do beginning November 6th first Sunday in November I want to thank Sister Gordon for her wisdom I was going to do it in October but uh, you can't jerk a large con congregation. So here's what we're going to do. All classes will resume from quarter to nine, 8.45 um, to 9.45. Downstairs, we'll have Brother Gray with his class. We have Mighty Men. We'll have 
Sister Gordon up in the sanctuary with the women's Bible class, Brother Hopkins, Sherman Hopkins with the marriage class, Sister Arnold, Roy Walker, I'm going to get Dan and others, Tunstall, others that are here to be teaching classes. Uh, if you have children and if you have young adults or young people, you check them in the gym, you got to show ID, cell number, you check them in the gym, and they will be in the gym from um, quarter to nine. They'll have recreation, some snacks, and then they're going to go into an intensified lesson plan on the Lord and on life. Rap sessions on decision-making, uh, relationships, sexual in nature, uh, Everything. We're going we're gonna to load them up. Social media, everything. And, uh, and, and then uh, you can pick them up at 11.30. Worship will be from 10 to 11.30. At 9.45, all classes stop. Everybody comes up in worship. And then we worship the Lord. And by 11.30, everybody's out of here. Amen. Now, I can, I can read some of you. He's doing that because of the NFL. That's part of it. <laughs> but at 11.30, the church, you can meet and greet. We're going to lock this thing down by 12, 12, 15, and we'll be fine. Amen? Um, that's the game plan. Because people have been on Facebook, well, I don't have anything for my children to do, or I don't have anything for my young adults to do. Well, you got a format now. They're going to be well-developed with spiritual teachers. Discipleship will be second and fourth Sundays downstairs in the uh, double classrooms. We'll have security guards with guns downstairs up here. And uh, I'm looking forward to a whole baptism will be on the third uh, Sunday. Uh, and we'll talk more about that. But... Um, we're working it out. So all of the questions that came yesterday, we're going to start a game plan. Now, somebody is going to be foolish enough to come up here thinking they have an exception clause and that they can uh, ask for some. The answer is no. This is for the church. And uh, uh, if I need to go to a second service because we fill up, it will be only an hour. And at 11.30 when we let out, I'm starting the second service at 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Amen? Amen? So pastor has already figured out every initiative uh, that you could possibly come up with within reason. All classes will resume. Youth and children's ministry will resume. The only thing that's going to take place during the week is choir rehearsal. Amen? Amen. And we'll make sure that's covered. So... I'm really, uh, the mini mall will be open, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to a high time in the Lord. So uh, when your job tells you there's going to be changes, you abide by the changes. Can I get a witness? And uh, so we're good to go, and I want to thank all of you again, but we're going to be uh, announcing this each week. So uh, at quarter to nine, you come in here for classes all kind of teaching will start, and then at 10 o'clock, we start worship. 
Amen. Amen. And at 945, the ministers go back to the conference room. We have prayer. The deacons are in place, deaconess, so forth, so on. Uh, and uh, all is well. So um, I'm really happy about our game plan. I'll get with Christian and Warren about these changes and how we're going to affect that. But uh, that's what we discussed yesterday. What's the date? November 6th, and we'll be, uh, get your game plan. The game plan has, in fact, changed. And we're going to market this on Facebook, on all the apps. We're going to market this uh, with some type of creativity to invite people to come. Amen? We are, at some juncture, going to send buses back out on the second Sunday to pick people up. We are going back into prisons. Amen. We are going to have outreach. So we're getting back into the norm of things. Praise God. And you say, well, I don't like that. Well, you're not the pastor. And uh, don't fool with me. I'm, I'm, I'm really diligent about what I'm trying to do. I'm trying. We had 13,000 members. I'm trying to get some of them to come back. Amen. Amen. Satan is a liar. Satan has put people in bondage. Satan has blindfolded the righteous. Amen. And God told Gideon, you got too many for me to get the the glory. Amen. So uh, we one or two are gathering his name. He's in the midst. So uh, I just want you to be prayerful. And keep confident that if you're going through something, trust Jesus. He's going to work it out. Now, it broke my heart. Dr. Monroe, who's a professor, college, and her lovely husband, they're here all the time, lost her 30-year-old son. And uh, I prayed with her yesterday. I was broken. I was in Houston. And I came back to the leadership and we're praying for her, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Uh, we're going to celebrate the home going of her son. But he was saved. 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 And uh, so we're praying for the entire family. And I want all of you just to be encouraged in the Lord and the power of his might. And let, let's listen. Stop reaching for stuff. God's will will come to you. You don't need to go to God's will. It'll come to you. If God wants you to have a church, he brings the church to you. You don't don't have to be a politician and manipulate. Yeah, don't get me started. When God wants you to have something, God deals with it. Just make sure it's God. Amen? Because Satan can bring stuff too. Y'all know that, right? And let me say this. I'm I'm weak and wounded. I was listening to some of the testimonies yesterday. We all got issues. We all are sinful. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? You know, I got anger issues. My whole family had anger issues. They tear your head off. Yeah. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I try to deal with people till they get on my last nerve. 
And, and uh, you know, I'm struggling through physical stuff. You know, I got diabetes. and I know why. Good and plenty. <laughs> All kind of sodas. Frank sodas. Pineapple, orange, grape. <laughs> tasty cakes. Butterscotch crimpets. Chocolate cupcakes. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. Fried pork chops. Lord have mercy. Won't stuff catch up with you? And and so all I'm saying to you, pray pray for me. I got a doctor's appointment this week. And, and I got cataracts I got to get dealt with. Just pray for pastor. Just pray. But with life comes afflictions. Isn't that right? Hang in there. Praise the name of Jesus. And uh, if I could, you know, some of y'all mystical. If I could put my hand on my head and, oh, be healed. I would have did that 20 years ago. I heard Jake say one time, he said he prayed about his glasses. It would get thick. Lord, give me correct my sight. Then after he prayed, he put his glasses back on. <laughs> so we just got to trust Jesus. And uh, we're all going through something. Amen? Amen. Children, grandchildren, family, and just uh, be encouraged in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Notice the first piece of armor is, is your mind. The the helmet of salvation. Satan is after your mind. Satan wants you to think you're going to do something and get away with it. Satan wants you to think you're slick. That you can do something and nothing to happen. God is not mocked. So if a man soweth is what he reaps. Amen. And God doesn't settle all his accounts in August. Can I get a witness? Fret not thyself. Because of evildoers, neither be envious of the workers of iniquity, they would soon, Psalm 37, be cut down like the grass that withers the green herb. Amen? So be encouraged. If you're going through something, raise your hand this morning. Come on, just put your hand up. Say, Lord, I need you to clear my way, heal my mind, heal my emotions, order my steps. And give me the victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, don't forget about stewardship. Amen. Bring your money. The Lord is good. Amen. All right. Uh, now it's offering time. Do we have announcements? Do we have announcements? Yeah, play them, please. Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Friendly reminder, our sacrificial pledge of $250 per person is due Sunday, September 18th. You can place your pledge in the lavender envelopes located in the back of the pews. 
Join us for our children's ministry kickoff event on Friday, September 16th at 7 p.m. at the FLC entrance. This is exclusively for grades K through 6. Join us bi-weekly on Fridays. We hope to see you there. It's time for our new youth group to kick off. Grades 7 through 12 are invited out on Thursday, September 15th from 7 to 9 p.m. to enjoy ice cream, interactive fun while learning the word on your level. Enjoy fun, games, and meet new faces. RSVP to let us know you're coming by visiting our St. Matthew's Facebook page, clicking the link with the flyer. Feel free to call the church for more information. Our Zoom sessions are back. We have class sessions for all your needs that will begin on Wednesday, September 14th. Please note, marriage ministry will take place on Tuesdays. Grief Share, Mighty Men, Women's Bible Study, and Chosen Generation and Millennials will take place on Wednesdays. Wall builders will occur on Thursdays. For more details, visit our Facebook page or call the church extension 2278. Amen. Now, can you turn my mic up, please? Thank you. Uh, all of that is subject to termination, November 6th. So don't listen and say, oh, they haven't done. No, no. November 6th is a whole new comprehensive game plan. I may even shut out some of the uh, uh, the virtual uh, things that you guys are doing. I want people to come back to church. Amen. Come back to church. Zooms and everything else. We are not going to let you sit on your couch and access this church and not be physically here. Forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. Amen. Amen. All right, bring the offering up. Church, say amen. amen. Pastor loves you. Pastor loves you. I love you with all my heart. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's stay on our feet for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, you collected. Choir, you can sing.
Hallelujah. Church, amen. We failed to announce those purple envelopes in the back of the pew for the, stop, for the offering. Thank God. Let's stand for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. Bless the Lord. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own, as we give of thee. Amen. Let me encourage all of you that the Holy Spirit is able to make you free, to make you free. All of us have addictions and stuff, secret sins, stuff in our life that the Holy Spirit wants to heal. Every last one of us, none righteous, no, not one. So be encouraged in the Lord. Give it to Jesus, the effectual, James 5, fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. Trust that Jesus is going to bring you out. Amen? Choir.
God. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We bow prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. We are faithless, but thou art faithful. Thank you for this Lord's Day. Glorify and magnify yourself. Convict, convince if need be converted. Thank you for these co-laborers in the gospel, the deacons, the elders, this great congregation. I pray for every family, every child, every grandchild, every marriage. In the name of Jesus, heal, Lord God, heal. There's healing in your wings, and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Greatest church in the world. Thank God. Give yourself a hand clap. Come on. One of the fascinations of our faith is that God behind the scenes purposes a plan to help perfect his people. And what God does is that he secretly, as the hidden things belong to the Lord, he secretly begins to set out a game plan for his people's lives, their faith, their focus, their fruitfulness, and their finish. And when we deviate from his game plan, God sets in motion a return flight for our lives. I am totally convinced that uh, God continuously communicates to us his will. And some of us have difficulty following the will of God because we have difficulty following the will of man. God. Uh, is faithful. And what blows my military mind is to think that God had already established his will for my life before I came out of my mother's womb. He knew me. He called me. He sanctified me before I was born. And that's why we got to learn to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And again, I say, wait. 
in the Bible, after the period of the judges, God had what is commonly called a United Kingdom stage. Saul, David, Solomon, where Judah and Israel were one nation. They were united. And the interesting thing is that the last judge and the first prophet was Samuel. And the nation started moving away from God. And the nation demanded that they have a king so they could be like other nations. Be careful what you wish for. And Samuel started fussing at him, and God said, no, I'm going to give him what they asked for. And they chose Saul, tall, handsome, man of the tribe of Benjamin. But Saul's heart wasn't with the people. And anyway, to make a long story short, during the United Kingdom stage, which ended in 931 B.C. after Solomon left the scene and his son Rehoboam started this. He didn't start it, but he became the first part of the chaotic kingdom, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And 10 of the 12 tribes went up north and made Samaria their capital. And they were sacrificing in Samaria, which was reprehensible to God because God had stated that all sacrifices was in Judah. The two tribes in Judah and the ten tribes up north. And uh, most of the northern kings were evil. And most of your southern kings were righteous. So Joel, the one of the twelve minor prophets, was preaching was the northern kingdom and this chaotic kingdom went from 931 BC to 607 BC when Assyria 722 BC took over the north put him in bondage and then Nebuchadnezzar came and took Judah and put her in bondage in 606 597 and 586 B.C. God was waiting on Judah to repent after watching her sister Jerusalem. She wouldn't repent, so God put her in bondage as well. When you see somebody going down spiritually, take notes. Uh, So Joel, whose name means Yahweh is God. Joel was told to preach to the northern kingdoms in this chaotic period of time. And when you look at the book of Joel, the first part is chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, 17, and then chapter 2, 18 to 3, 17 is the second part. As Joel is preaching, What's 
in the text is that God proposes a return to him. God proposes a return to him. You know, we can get spaced on social media and spaced on other concerns and we leave God. We leave the person of God. We leave the principles of God. We leave the place of God. Mm. And so God proposed of return. Hmm. Um, in God proposing this return, God showed his love, listen to pastor, through locusts. How can you show love through something that's hurting me? God showed his love for the nation through allowing locusts to devastate their crops, their communion, and their care. When you and I stray from the Lord, the Spirit of God is going to send something to get you. And we're trying to bring people back to the place, presence, power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. These locusts, four types, swarming locusts, that's when you're standing out in front of your house and you see millions, the sky turns black because there's a swarm coming. Swarming locusts. The swarming locust indicates trouble is on its way. The second type of locust are the young locusts. They come in and they only nibble at a certain piece of your crop. After the young locust comes the devouring locust. They come in and they eat another part of the crop. They're eating down then the destructive locust takes the whole plant out. These four locusts don't come at the same time. I believe spiritually, between each locust, God's looking for repentance. So the first locust comes and you see it and you don't respond, then the second one is on its way. Lord have mercy. If I'm shacking and living in sin, if I'm living in homosexuality, lesbianism, yeah, if I'm living according to the course of this world, if I'm ignoring the principles and predates of God, if I stop giving and stop serving and stop submitting to church leadership, locusts is on the way. Lord, have mercy. And the whole purpose of the locust is to open up your eyes. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. I've had locusts in my life. 
when God couldn't get my attention, a swarm swooped down on my crops. Do I have a witness? And God was waiting for me to repent, change my mind, change my direction, change my heart, change my will. I ain't doing nothing. Well, here comes the second one. The young locusts. They just nibble. But then the devouring locusts come. There's a connection between your failures, your falls, and the locusts. It's a wake-up call. When I'm not in church, I'm home. I sleep in my own bed. Them days is over. I've tasted the goodness of God. And I refuse to go back. Do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. And God's been gracious, hasn't he? He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Nor has he rewarded us according to our iniquities. Lord is good. All right, boy, one locust done pass. You refuse to change, here comes the second one. The Lord knows how to change your mind. And it doesn't mean every time something bad happens, because bad things happen to good people. It doesn't mean every time something bad happens, you wouldn't sin. It doesn't mean that. It means when stuff starts happening and you're walking in the light of the Lord, he gives a supernatural strength to persevere. And to praise him in spite of. Praise his name. So God proposes a return and and too many people have gone out and have not returned. Mm. Oh, that mercy. I was talking about all that sugar I used to eat. Remember Mary Jane's? I eat about 12 of them. Remember bazooka? Bubble gum? That was loaded with sugar. Had a girl come, I was a teenager, girl came to my house, she was smacking that gum. My mother said, now, you, you, know, if, if, you know, you can be seen if you stop that chewing. You don't stop that chewing, you're getting your butt out of here. I said, tell them. Love it. I love the way I was raised. Boy, I love, I thank the Lord for my parents. Hallelujah. They weren't starving for relationships and love. They brought up a child in the way they should go. They really didn't care about your feelings. They, they you know, no, 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 they really didn't. And we couldn't say nothing. I don't think that's right. Couldn't say that. If you mumble, they say, what'd you say? 
your lips would be flying off. They, they didn't play that. My mother would have been locked up for abuse. Do I have a witness? But I'm so glad I was raised that way. By the time I got in the military, that was easy. That man was screaming and cussing at me. I said, this is the best he can do? Shoot, I, I done been here before. Oh, God. God proposes a return. Not just a physical return, a spiritual return. God wants you back in place with his principles. Hallelujah. He wants you back in place. But not only did God propose a return and a repentance, you can't return till you repent. And we don't talk about repentance much. That's changing your will, changing your mind, changing your direction. You're going south, you got to go north now. Isn't that right? But secondly, God promises a restoration. I will. The, look, the personal pronoun is God. My promise is that I will, Israel, restore the years that the locusts have eaten. No, 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 no. Let me stop pausing part. No. I have years in my life that locusts ate my crop. Years of God allowing stuff to eat up my joy. To eat up my blessings. Years. Have mercy. I mean, yes. God says, I will. Once you return and repent. See, that's what Psalm 46 is about, you know, or, or Psalm 32. When God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, I will guide you with my eye. But before that, you got to repent. You can't stay the same way and God is throwing promises on you. Are y'all with me this morning? You and your secret sins. All that slickness from the world. And you think God doesn't see it. God sees a black ant on a black hill on a black night. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Beholding the good and the evil. Lord have mercy. You know, I'm from South Philly. We were slick, man. Slick as good. And, and her, they had a nerve to have a code of ethics. Stealing milk off people's steps. We only took the chocolate milk. People that had kids, we left that alone. Go get them day-old donuts and that chocolate milk and sit on the corner and just eat. Drinking somebody else's milk. Do I have a witness? Yeah. And, and, and so God says, I will go back as an accountant 
And everything you lost in your disobedience, everything you lost because of your blindness, everything you lost because of your willful sin, I will go back and restore it. I will restore the years. Say years. I don't know if I, yeah, oh yeah, years. Your marriage is full of hell because for years you put your behind on your shoulders. Oh, I'm going to preach. See, we all talk about love and relationships. Stop watching that too. Marriage is work. Relationships are work. Do I have a witness? You got to submit you got to serve, you got to sacrifice, you got to surrender. I don't care who you marry. Well, I just don't have the right one. You'll never have the right one. Yeah, you know, the bottom line is people come to me, I'm not the one to come to because I'll tell you in a heartbeat. You know. The fact of the matter is, is that we want a ready-made everything. We don't want no problems. We don't want no tears. We don't, no, 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 that ain't life. You know, as good looking and as good as I am. If you married me, it'd be a little tough because I'm setting some of my ways. And you quote all the scripture you want. The fact of the matter is, that's life. That's life. You got budgetary stuff. You know, you got, you know, one, usually one person is a controller. They want to control everything. You're getting quiet now. One person's, one, one person's smarter than the other. Yeah. Don't claim that too quick. And when you understand the priority of things, you're out of God's will when you put anybody else before your mate. Somebody need to preach it. Even your children. Forsaking all others. God ain't concerned about your sorority and fraternities. They ain't in the Bible. Getting quiet again. So when we look at what God said and promised he would restore, I will restore the years that the locusts, the swarming locusts, the young locusts, the devouring locusts, the destructing locusts have eaten. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to go back pull it up, and I'm going to reward you. I'm going to bless you for repenting and returning to me. My people, Jeremiah said, have committed two evils. First, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. 
Then they've hewn out cisterns. That's something you put water in. That can hold no water. There's holes in the cisterns. Do I have a witness? God says, I will restore. I'm waiting for God to bring some stuff back. I'm waiting for God to bless me. I'm waiting for God to energize me. Ah, with care, greater commitment and communion. I will restore. Turn to me and say, I'm waiting on the promises of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But, 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 but tell your same neighbor, you got to return and repent. My God. Mm. And then finally, Joel talks about the presence of the power of the peace of the Holy Spirit. Now be careful with this prophecy because it is futuristically in sections. I will pour out my spirit among all flesh. That's not the church age. Church age, Acts 2 to Revelation 4, that you get the Holy Spirit as a down payment when you accept Christ. He ain't pouring it out on all flesh. Oh, the Holy Spirit will convict, convince the world. Do I have a witness? But God is futuristically saying, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams. That ain't the church. That's the problem with the church. Some of us are still dreaming. That's the millennial period. That's, that's the tribulation. I'm going to take 144,000 Sioux Jews and fill them with my Holy Spirit. 12,000 from each tribe. Revelation 6. And they're going to be hunted down. But no harm will come to them. Are you with me? I will pour out my spirit among all flesh. If the spirit was on all flesh, we wouldn't have all this hell going on in this world. Do I have a witness? The fact of the matter is, it's the spirit of God that brings us peace and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. When you're struggling with something, pray about it. If you don't have peace, God ain't in it. Peace is God's mandate that he's there. And all hell can be breaking out around you, but I got a peace on the inside. I got a peace on the inside that everything going to be all right. I got a peace on the inside that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got a peace on the inside that all things are working together for the good for them that love the Lord and call 
world according to his purposes. I got peace. I got peace like a river. Can I get a witness? Joy in the midst of all this junk. Can I get a witness? God says, I'm with you. My spirit is with you. I think about Paul and Silas thrown into a dungeon. Can I get a witness? And Paul told Silas, Silas, let's have a prayer meeting. And the Bible says they sang songs. Some of y'all need to sing songs. You're going through pure hell right now. You need to dance and praise his name. Can I get a witness? And when God sees you praising him in the midst of your problems, God's going to speed up your deliverance. Can I get a witness? Well, Paul, can you testify? Paul said, we praise God. Rats was running across our feet. It was cold, damp, and dark. But we kept on praising him. Can I get a witness? We just kept on praising him. We kept on singing songs of Zion. We kept on waving our hands. We kept on saying, thank you, Jesus. Can I get a witness? He that has begun a good work in you will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. God didn't come at 7 o'clock. God didn't come at 8 o'clock. He didn't come at 9 or 10 o'clock. He didn't come at 11 o'clock. But at midnight, the Bible says God shook the jail. Won't he shake your jail? Won't he shake your situation? Won't he shake your prayers? He's worthy. I said he's worthy to be praised. Paul knew it was God. Philippian jailer took a soul and was going to stab himself. He said, do yourself no harm. We are all here. And the man looked at Paul and said, what must I do to be saved? Paul didn't say join the choir. He didn't say join the usher board. He didn't say join the digging board. He said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And if your family do it, they'll be saved too. Say yeah. Say yeah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Return, repent, rejoice, and rest. Be still and know that I'm God. Stop trying to make something happen and let something happen. Bless his name.
Any worthy? Any worthy? In God worthy? Jesus is in control. Just stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, you're unsure if you're saved, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. God said, be not ashamed of me. I'll, I'll, I won't be ashamed of you. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. You heard the word of God. Or you want to join the church from Christian experience. Is there one? We love you. We love you. Father, in Jesus' name, as you preach through the prophet Joel, for a speedily return and repentance. And you promise those four different types of locusts, you would reverse the damage and bless them with restoration. And then you promise them peace and rest as they look to you. So God, help us to return wholeheartedly to a spiritual fellowship. Help us to repent. Help us to be replenished for the years that these locusts have eaten. And help us to rest in you, the God of our salvation. And we thank you for our church for our families, even for our tribulations. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pray for pastor. I have a doctor's appointment. Pray, pray, pray. And November 6th, we got a new game plan. Church, amen. amen. We love you. Have a great day. We glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we are excited to be back to church on site. As you may know, we were closed for 16 months due to the pandemic. In response, the Lord has laid on our senior pastor's heart a sacrificial pledge to our Lord. And we are excited and asking everyone to participate and give a $250 sacrificial pledge to help us offset monies front-loaded in our recovery from the pandemic. This pledge will be due by September 18th, 2022. Here are a couple ways to give. Please consider giving online following these easy steps. Visit our website at stmatthewsbc.org. Click on Giving Payments. Click on Donations. And choose Sacrificial Pledge 2022 to complete your transaction. Or feel free to mail in your Sacrificial Pledge to St. Matthew's Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. And remember, as you give, God will surely give back to you, just as it says in Luke 6, 38. Give, and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Thank you in advance for your pledge, and God bless you. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. 
To get using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. 